0: This is the Mark Stucheski podcast. Jordan Carroll,
1: welcome to the show. Mark, thanks so much for having me, man. I'm, I'm glad we could uh, we get to this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, where are you right now in the world? I am in uh, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Ah, Mexico. You're south of us here in Texas. Yes, sir. It's a uh, it's a beautiful beautiful area. It's about uh 45 minutes south of Cancun. Wow. I've never been...
0: I've only been out of the United States twice. Once... Well, I used to live in Rochester, New York, and so back then, way back in the 70s and 80s, you didn't need a passport. You could just walk across the bridge to uh, Canada. So, I really don't count that, and my Canadian friends may take exception to that, but, I mean, now you... It's a little different going across the border. And I went to France once. I've never been to Mexico, ever. So...
1: Wow. Dude, we we gotta get you out here.
0: Well, every every guest I say, I, I talk to that's from another country tells me the same thing. Oh, I got to get you out here. I got a list so long of people that want to meet me yeah. around the world. I I, I don't think I'll be dying at least till I hit a hundred. Cause I got to meet all you people, but, uh, one thing at a time. So I'm glad you're on the show. We are going to be talking about remote work. Now this thing, I don't know if you heard it. Have you heard about the COVID pandemic? Are you aware of that?
1: Uh, Maybe in passing, <laughs>
0: okay, uh, a lot of people working remotely now, a lot of people like the idea of work remotely, a lot of people don't like work remotely. they want to be with other human beings, so let's talk about remote work. How do you see the landscape of it right now
1: well it's It's tough because I don't think right now this is remote work i mean this is this is pandemic work from home. Ah. You know, be forced into your your habitat uh, your your little habitat and, and you know be away from everybody else kind of remote work. So it's not true remote work in that sense where I think a lot of people who've been exposed now for the first time to, to work from home, they may not like it because of this uh, the the environment that remote work is taking place. But I think for the future, I think what we're seeing is that people are realizing like oh it's it's possible it maybe there's an industry or a company or a role where for so many years they were told that it's not even possible and now when you're forced to do it it's like oh okay it actually can be done but but i don't really like it because i'm forced to to be here so i'm interested to see once all the dust settles and people can actually be remote uh where that where that goes
0: very interesting how you said that this is more of a pandemic remote work than true remote work. So I've never heard that before. So let's talk about the pluses and the minus of remote work. We're not talking about pandemic remote work. So let's start off with, you want to start with the positive or the negative of remote work?
1: Uh, I always like starting off with negative. Okay. You end, with, in, end on a positive. Okay. So go <laughs> ahead and
0: talk to us. Uh, give us your insights and your thoughts on the negative, negatives of working remotely.
1: Well, I'll I'll give you one, Mark. Remember when we were going to first do this podcast? I I, I think this is specifically to people who are maybe traveling to other countries and and, in places where there's sometimes less reliable infrastructure. I live down here in in Playa Del Carmen, Mexico, where the infrastructure is pretty good. But once every month or once every other month, we'll have these times where we just lose power for a day or close to a day. And you can't really, you know, predict that kind of thing. And obviously we we, were, we had a podcast and something like I think a, an hour before everything went out and I was like, all right, well, <laughs> I know Mark is serious about his audio and all this other stuff. So I don't want to be trying to run on my cell phone and, and, and doing all that. So um, I think that that's one, I think for people who do want to have that face-to-face interaction, do want to have that collaboration, you know, having the remote set up, is, is hard. Right. And, and for different people, it remote work is not a, a great thing. So I, I don't want to get the, I don't want to give you the impression that remote work is good for everybody. Cause it's certainly not.
0: And of course, zoom fatigue is real. There are people yeah. that are like, well, we just have these meetings all day. I have clients who are in meetings all day long. Mm-hmm. And one of the meetings invariably they talk about how they're not getting stuff done. And I'm thinking to myself, if I was on that Zoom meeting and talking to the leader, I'm like, that's because your staff is in Zoom meetings
1: all day. There's a clue.
0: If they're in Zoom meetings, they can't do their work.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And and this goes to the concept and you're a productivity guy. So you know about deep work and, and getting to a place where you can be able to do that is actually harder for people who first start off with remote work, and they haven't done they haven't had to have the self motivation. Maybe they've had other situations where they work in an office, and they have the pressure of management and and collaborators and colleagues. So then they feel like, oh, I got to get work done. I got, a, I got someone over my shoulder, so I'm going to get it done. But then when you're all by yourself and you're in your room and Netflix is a couple feet away, it's like <laughs> that could be really easy to just turn the TV on. And and I think having that self-motivation for people who don't have that, at least at the beginning, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a learning curve like anything else. And it, it was for me when I first started with remote work. I mean, I was one of those people. I'd work on my bed and then I'd, I'd join in on a... Uh that was when I first did this we didn't have the, the really the video calls, but you'd call in right on your phone yep. and I would just leave it next to my head and I'd fall asleep. <laughs> 'Cause I, I didn't I didn't necessarily have to talk very much in some of those calls, so I would just be on it to look good. True confessions from Jordan Carroll. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I those
0: remember times. those before the video calls. I remember you down the number and it'd be uh what they call them, teleconferencing. That's what they called them. Yep. And yep. I remember those calls, and it's like here's the problem not everyone is what's the word I'm looking for? They're not conditioned to work from home. They and I think those are the people who are struggling to work from home because there's a lot of temptations also known as distractions from home, the dishwasher, yep. the dish in the sink, putting the load of washing, the washing machine. And you got to be disciplined for that. And so some people are just not equipped, I'm not saying they're bad employees,
1: they're just not yeah. good work from home people. And and they just haven't maybe they haven't set up the environment in a way where it's conducive for them to avoid those temptations. A lot a lot of people they'll put, like I said, with the bed, right? It's like they'll, they'll have a wherever they work is wherever they sleep or wherever they, you know, have all their stuff or have their TV. So if you, if you don't have a dedicated space, if you don't have, you know, kind of the, the, the discipline, as you mentioned, I think it, it can be very difficult.
0: Start actually following through on your to-do list. Now I'll show you how to remove overwhelm from your life and blow through your list in no time. Learn how to get and stay focused become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Find out more about my 12-step process to productivity program at mrproductivity.com. 100%. So let's flip this over. What are the positives from working from home? And I don't know if you want to break this down between entrepreneurs and corporate, but I'll let you handle that. So let's talk about the positives of working
1: from home. I think the way that I would break it down is actually the level of remote, right? Okay. So for me in particular, I can work wherever in the world, which is maybe different than someone who is working for a company and can only work in a certain state or city. Okay. So there's, there's completely different levels of remote and 95% of remote jobs have a geo restriction. So they're either restricted to a country, they're restricted to a time zone, they're restricted to something because companies uh, have certain tax or, or legal restrictions to the ability to hire people in different places. So the way that I would kind of break down um, some of the benefits are like, how remote is it, right? If we think about just working from home, that obviously offers a great amount of flexibility for people who want to be around their family, want to be around their pets, want to be um, in a place where they can make their own meals i mean even just the ability to go to the gym during the day uh in a time where maybe you would have previously been at the office in a meeting or just sitting at your desk but that's a better time for you to go to the gym i mean that's awesome right like that's that's such a that's such a big relief for people who have been in that nine to five in the cubicle and they're like oh i could just go to the gym right now at lunch. That's, that's really cool. So, so the, the, that's definitely the, that, freedom, that flexibility is a huge benefit. And then you look at the other, the other extreme of that, of the, the fully remote live from anywhere. It's like, I can live from Mexico. That's pretty cool. And, and so that's a huge benefit for, for me because I live in a place where I'm a few minutes from the beach and, you know, obviously there's some differences in, in, um, uh, quality of living here that I can, uh, I can attain with the U S dollar. Cause all my clients are, um, you know, from the U S so.
0: And we live in a global society now. So there are people, mm-hmm. I remember Tim Ferriss wrote a book called the four hour work week, and he yep. was the first person to talk about virtual assistants and how, if you're in America, you can have someone in the Philippines, work on a project, you wake up and they're on the other side of the world and poof, you got work done while you slept. But what I find interesting about working from home is most people, to your point earlier, were forced into this through the pandemic. They didn't have a dedicated workspace. They probably were at the kitchen table or wherever. And I, I think they went through phases. I think first of all, they're like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I, I, you know, they're trying to keep all the plates up in the air but as it went on weeks into months into a year, I, I think now I know this for sure, but I think what happened, they started letting their guard down, you know, maybe they didn't get up and get ready for work. They just showed mm-hmm. up, they wake up at eight 59 and nine o'clock they're on zoom and you can tell their hair. Of course, I don't have any hair, but you know, they, <laughs> they didn't take it seriously. And I believe that when you're working from home, you should treat it like a real job. So if you normally get up in the morning and you take a shower, you have breakfast, take a shower, go for a run, then do that. Don't stop doing that because then I think you have a different mindset when you go into your work day. Would you agree with that?
1: A hundred percent. I think routines can create that consistency and discipline in our lives. And when we have things that we know that we're going to do every single morning, that gives us the structure and, and also the feeling like, okay, I, I know what I'm going to do this morning. I'm not going to just use this extra time to, to sleep. And that's frankly, again, that's what I had done. That's what I did when I first started. So I don't blame people for that as they make the transition, but to, yeah, to your point, it's good to, if you do those things, the running, the breakfast, the, whatever it is that that you do in the morning meditation, keep those habits up and, and, and try to imagine what the ideal day is. I try to always think of what's my ideal day. If I were to just have a day, That's going to be incredible what happens in that day and then do the best that I can to create that every day.
0: Now, do you coach people differently between entrepreneurs and corporate people work from home? Is there a difference or is it the same thing?
1: Yeah, it's different because I think the, 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 Difficulty of being an entrepreneur. I not not to say that working remotely for a company is not difficult because there are certainly things that can be difficult. But it's a diff, it's a different ball game being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> we we want we want to recognize the specific challenges to each each person's um, specific case, and I find that there are a lot of. It, it's much easier to create a program that's got kind of consistent structure for people that are uh, looking for a remote job than people that are entrepreneurs because I find that people are in very different parts of their entrepreneurial journey. And whether you're like pre-revenue and don't even have a, a, an offer or a product or a service yet versus, you know, you're already making five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars 15000 a month, there's a very different place you want to try to take that person and so, but, but as far as a job, yeah, people are going to be in different places in their job search, but I see a lot of the same things. So that there it was, it's much, it's been much easier for me to create uh, a, a consistent uh, structured product and service for people that are looking for remote jobs.
0: And of course, when you work for a corporation, you get a salary in entrepreneur world. If you don't work, if you just go to the beach all day or mm-hmm. binge watch Netflix, there's no money coming in. And so I think with entrepreneurs who moan, they're mainly listen to my show, that there's more of a sense of urgency. So when you work in a corporate world, you have a good day, a bad day, doesn't matter. You know, you're still going to get the same paycheck because most people working remotely are probably not hourly. Certainly some are, but not most of them are probably getting a salary. But when you're an entrepreneur like you and I are, that's where the rubber meets the road. And if you aren't working, you aren't getting paid.
1: Yeah. And I think that's why it's so important to try to. Like you said, find ways that work gets done without you. Uh, so whether that's leveraging outsourcing or delegation or creating assets that produce income, you know, without your hours, that's really what where I've been focusing this past year and have found you know quite a bit of success in doing that. So that if I do have an off day or I do have a day or I want I do want to go to the beach all day and I do want to hang chill and I need and I'm burnt out. And I just need to need to um, you know have that time away from the screen. Then at least there's still something coming in. I
0: get it. You want productivity tips, but your email inbox is well out of control. When you follow Mr. Productivity on Telegram messenger, you'll receive daily bite-sized productivity tips delivered to your phone or desktop for free. Let me help you become more productive step-by-step day-by-day follow Mr. Productivity on Telegram today. Right. And I I want to, I talk about this a lot. I want the entrepreneurs out there to think about the question. Why? Why are you doing the things you're doing? Do they need to be done? Some people get into working from home as an entrepreneur and they're doing all these things. And They come to me and I'm like, I don't understand. Why are you doing all these things? Like, uh, I read an article in entrepreneur magazine. Like, no, no, no. Why are you doing it? And I think people, they they don't understand what needs to get done. And what I encourage people to do, get a, and i like to know your thoughts on this, get a notebook, get a, a pen, go someplace quiet and say, okay, what do I need to work on? What are my priorities every day? Instead of just winging it, I think one of the worst things you can do as an entrepreneur, especially when you're working remotely, is just to wing it. I, I don't think that's going to yeah. serve you. It's not going to serve your customer. It's not going to serve your mindset. So what say you?
1: Yeah, uh, it's required. For, for my the people that I work with, and I have two specific examples, there's the Productivity Planner and the 5-Minute Journal are the two things that I recommend highly to people. But even if it's not those two, then it's just writing things down. I, I find that gratitude is a minimum daily practice that you need to have. I find that writing out the three most important things that you need to do is, is um, a very effective thing. And then also having weekly and monthly recaps because you can iterate and pivot on, on what it is that's happened. And I have a couple of different methodologies for doing that. I have a metric spreadsheet where I keep track of every single thing that like all the most important KPIs of my business, I keep track every single week. And then, yeah, you can, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know what to fix if you don't know what's going on. So, so having that awareness, having the daily reflection, the weekly reflection, the monthly reflection, I think that those things, and then even quarterly and I have a mastermind where we, go over that stuff as well. And then you having that accountability along with tracking things, it sets you up to have yeah those days where maybe even they don't feel like they're that productive. At least you're going in the right direction. You've got a little bit of momentum as opposed to just winging it.
0: And for those of you who are not familiar with KPI, it's key performance indicator. I just want to make sure that we didn't lose someone there. (laughs) So is there anything else on your heart that you'd like to share with the audience today uh, about what you do or maybe how we can find out about you Share some of that with us.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think the best place to find anything for for me is the RemoteJobCoach.com. Uh, everything links out from there, so that's kind of the, the 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 homepage of all things remote work for me. And and I specifically help people find remote jobs, but I also do work with with entrepreneurs who are looking to start a remote coaching business. Um, but I, I did want to plug shamelessly this uh, this program that I just started that I think you'd be obsessed with. It's uh, it's called Building a Second Brain <laughs> by Tiago Forte. You know you know him. Uh, I am not I'm not familiar with him. <laughs> okay, so so Mark, you're going to go into like a spiral now into this guy's stuff. <laughs> I think he's <laughs> I think he's right up your alley, man. It's uh, Fort, Forte Labs, and this guy he he basically goes through the entire digital organization, um, capturing, you know, making sure you understand what is actually important and building a system around information, basically digital information, because there is so much of it. So it's something that I, we just started, it was like week one of the cohort right now. And, uh, I just thought you'd really love it. So I thought I'd bring it up, but man, it's, he, he has a bunch of articles too on one stuff. So it's easy to kind of dig into his thoughts and in in the way that he sees the world. But it's just so important that when you are working remotely and whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a remote worker that you have systems Mm -hmm. around and structures around everything like your work day, how you're doing things like just build those structures. And I know that resonates with you, Mark, but for people out there and you don't know where to start, just do what's intuitive to you. Don't feel like you always have to go copy someone do what's intuitive to you and do what's easy. I use the notes app on iPhone a lot for a lot of different things. And instead of thinking, oh, I have to go get this whole other app and do all this, like I already use that a ton. So let me find a way to use that and systemize that in a way that makes sense to me. So I, I recommend the same for other people. Yeah, I
0: love that. And you know, you mentioned those two planners. I've, I've used so many planners over the years. Yeah. Now, what I've done is I I really liked using my bullet journal because with the mm. bullet journal, I can customize it the way I want it. So a lot of my guests will send me journals, and I'll I'll say, "Well, I like this one spot." And I put this in my bullet journal. Uh, so I only have one journal. I take all my notes in there. My plan to do is everything's in there. I bring it with me everywhere and I use archival waterproof fade proof ink. So if I drop it in the puddle, it's all going to be there, which is really important because if you use regular felt tip pens and it gets wet, it's destroyed. So something to think, uh, think about there. So, but to your point, you got to find something that works for you. I mean, yeah. Jordan gave you his ideas. Yeah you know, my ideas, uh, there's countless other, other ideas out there, but find what works for you because when you find what works for you, you're going to use it. So Jordan, any last words of wisdom you want to leave with us?
1: Um, t- yeah, just take, take the first small step, yeah. right? It, it may seem like all the stuff that we talked about today is, is big and grandiose. And, uh, if, if you're working at home and you don't feel like you're as productive, the, the first small step might be just Relocating where you're working, like don't work on the bed, don't work on this so find that first small step to get to the the next place that you may need to be in, and and don't feel like it has to be this big thing.
0: yeah, and uh, speaking of beds, there's only two things you should be doing on bed in bed: having sex and sleeping. So unless you are making money, having sex, don't think you're making money <laughs> sleeping go work someplace else that includes watching tv yeah. playing video games that's not what the bed's for so i just i'm glad you got to chuckle out of that jordan thank you so much for being on the show today i appreciate you man
1: mark i appreciate you as well see you in mexico soon buddy <laughs> <laughs> Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stucheski insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.